Every minute, every moment counts. Hello, I'm Julie Hyde, and I understand what it takes to make these moments count for leadership, business, and your life. This podcast will deliver insights and game-changing leadership moments that will allow you to level up and shine a light for those around you. Let's get into today's episode. Sally McGrath has a lifelong passion for health and well-being and has guided and supported individuals and teams to treat burnout and prevent burning out. She shares resources that empower the individual to identify what needs to change to reduce the risk of burnout. Sally also shares strategies that support mental health hygiene, something that can be ignored when a person is experiencing the spiral to burnout. Having experienced her own life-changing burnout, Sally describes herself as a burnout survivor, now a thriver. Her own journey to recovery inspired her health coaching practice, Health That Heals. And Sally's joy comes from empowering individuals and teams to create what she terms work and life in synergy. And I love that. So welcome, Sally. Thank you, Julie. Lovely to be part of uh, Making It Count. Yeah, it's so exciting to have you as a guest and I'm really looking forward to our chat today. So let's jump into it. And I'd love to start with my first question that I ask everyone, which is around Making It Count, which is the essence of this podcast. So I'd love to know how you are making it count in your world. I love this question Um, and I guess that's why we all find our place in life with our businesses and this is definitely something that is driving me, Julie, in making it count. So I guess the key reason that I do this is to make it count and it's empowering women to say no without feeling guilty. Yes, without that guilt attached. That's something that a lot of women really experience, don't they, sort of thinking that when they look after themselves, that it's selfish. Absolutely. And it's something that um, I come across more and more when I'm working with women, particularly whether they're burning out or burnt out. It's something that we're conditioned. It's just so destructive, always wanting to take on more, people pleasing, you know, just trying to do it all. And it's just not possible and it's just not sustainable and that's okay. I think that's the big lesson. It's okay. And I say that because I've done it and I think that, yeah, this is where I guess I come from is that I've done this. I've been the people pleaser. I've taken on way too much, been that, yes, I'll do it, always putting my hand up to take on more and yeah, it just doesn't need to be that way. It really doesn't. So if that's something that I can empower women to do, as I said, is to say no and not feel guilty, just feel empowered and proud of that and, you know, putting in that boundary, then I feel that I have made it count. Oh, absolutely. I love that, Sally. Thank you so much for sharing that. I did share in my intro that you have experienced burnout before. So I'm assuming that this is where your passion has come from for preventing and healing burnout. Yeah, can you elaborate on that for us? You know, where has your passion come from in doing this, the work that you do? Burnout just impacted my life fundamentally. It's interesting. I call it my downfall essentially, which is a pretty powerful term. 
and something that I use daily to remind myself of how far I've come. And the passion there is that I just don't want people, especially, you know, the women I work with, to go through that. I would prefer someone to catch burnout first, having created the awareness about burnout and be able to identify, you know, those habits and behaviours that come into burning out rather than go through the spiral, as I call it, into burnout. It can be really, really destructive. Therefore, my passion is preventing women from the downfall of relationships, the downfall of careers, businesses. It just doesn't need to be that way. I think too, my passion is really about listening to the body. The body just gives you so many signs to burn out, you know, being on the horizon. Yeah, it's just so powerful in alerting us to the fact that something's not quite right. And I think it's become so normal, and I'm really careful about how I use the word normal, to mask that behaviour and also just ignore it and push through and keep going. So that's where I'm just very, very passionate about, as I mentioned before, setting up those boundaries, empowering women to say no and not feel guilty and really just working towards that self-preservation. Amazing. So you said it impacted your life fundamentally and was your downfall, which is, is huge. Can you share a little bit about that with our listeners? Would you be happy to do that about your story like how did that come about absolutely julie and it's funny it's um well it's not actually funny but i can laugh now because you know i've healed and learned from it but it's something that still does bring up a, a level of emotion in me which is powerful my marriage failed as a consequence and yeah a lot of my relationships with family and friends were just neglected which is so not me i just became this workaholic i called myself this workaholic perfectionist control freak and that's what I became. I look back now and I just think who was that woman? I went through a period of feeling ashamed about being that person but then I thought how can I turn this around? As my mum always taught me, Sally out of bad comes a good lesson. So um, yeah and that's where again I just feel that having experienced that I can go on and prevent other people going down that spiral. So the other thing that really impacted me was my health. It just stopped me in my tracks. I had undiagnosed chronic fatigue. It just really impacted my life. I had to stop working for a couple of years and just heal myself. I was just not fully functioning at all. How do I describe it? It was just, it just stopped me in my tracks. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because you're really talking about the destructive three there, aren't you, in terms of the workaholic, the perfectionist, which can never be achieved, and the control freak, which, yeah, meaning you have to do everything. So and that's such a great insight for you to have now. You know, that's the power of hindsight. And like your mum said, you know, we learn. But I have a newfound respect for people suffering from chronic fatigue after, you know, suffering fatigue recently with my cancer diagnosis. Like that is debilitating. That is debilitating debilitating and I didn't quite appreciate it like I just didn't get it I don't think you can get it until you've had it so for you to have to take years of work as well like that's severe burnout Sally it was Julie yeah and I'm just you know fortunate that I um, was able to reach out and get support and support's not one-dimensional either it's family it's friends repairing those relationships and I think too I learned to lean on people 
and allow them to support me, which I'd never done before. And I think that's another key element of that burnout factor is you think you can do it all and you don't need anyone to support you. You know, you're the one that people come to for support. Brene Brown is a, is a wonderful author, as you know, and researcher. And I'm a big fan of hers and I've learned a lot from her. In fact, she was a fundamental part of my healing, reading her books, listening to her books, and just identifying that there was so much of the behavior that I was demonstrating around shame and not acknowledging the support that was around me and being shameful of failure and and those associated traits. And that's the perfectionist in me as well. So as I say now, I'm a recovering perfectionist. You know, it's not a take a pill and you're fixed. It's not a set and forget strategy. It takes daily work to maintain managing that perfectionist trait. Thank you for sharing that, Sally. I think that's really, really powerful. I completely resonate with some of the things that you're talking about there, particularly around the shame. And as you were talking, I'm like, yeah, I think there was shame for me in actually needing people to support me. It's bizarre. It's like, I should be able to do this on my own. It's like, no, you're human. Yeah, that's really powerful. Thank you, Sally. So what are the key contributors to burnout that you're seeing right now? Um, Right now, I'm seeing a lot of blurred boundaries. And we've read a lot about this in the the media, I'm sure. But blurred boundaries are, are the huge. And that collision, as I like to phrase it, between work and home and friends and family and life and responsibilities and and it just all merges and it just becomes overwhelming and um, people go oh yeah I've got boundaries I've got boundaries you know I, I do this and I do that but it's really being consistent and firm with those boundaries sure there are times where you've got to you know lean into work or lean into private life family commitments caring for people that's where I, you know, apply that work and life synergy, Julie, to support those boundaries. I think the other thing too that I'm seeing a lot of at the moment is, and especially what I've just talked about, perfectionist and from my experience, excessive expectations. We women are great at that. We put high, high, high expectations on ourselves as I mentioned in the beginning, to do more, achieve more, be more. And then we tend to apply that to others and expect a lot of others. And I remember that was one of my downfalls that I identified. I was expecting so much of other people because my expectations were just unrealistic, completely unrealistic. So then you start to project that onto others. So I'm seeing that, and especially if you relate that to a shortage of talent in businesses generally, then those expectations, they get projected onto other members in a team. I'm sure you see this from a leadership perspective. There's a lot of pressure and then that's get pushed down, pushed down, pushed down. It's not necessarily deliberate. It's just a fact of that, you know, workload. And then the other part is definitely personality traits. So perfectionist being that person that always says yes, even when you know you're thinking, wow, how the hell am I going to get this all done? And then also the person that, um, as I mentioned before, sees shame linked to not being able to deliver. Yeah, there's people that are over accommodating, people that's always just say yes. One of the other um, contributors to burnout too, Julie, is excessive ambition. There's nothing wrong with that, but it just needs to be tempered. And the other thing that I'm finding is um, there is still sadly a presence of toxic workplaces 
And it just makes me so sad to see that because we just don't need to be like that anymore. And I think it's just learned behaviour and that's where I really coach people, especially the women that I work with, to break that down and be the change that they want to see. We are all leaders, but you cannot be a leader of others unless you are a leader of self first. Over the past two decades, I've empowered hundreds of leaders to deliver positive impact to the business they are representing, resulting in extraordinary sales growth and high staff retention rates. I'm often asked the question, how can I work with you, Julie? Here's how. I present one-hour keynotes to corporations, providing practical tools and strategies for leaders and their teams to take control of busy, to be intentional with their actions and achieve the high performance results that they're looking for. I also work one-on-one with a select few ambitious and courageous leaders who understand the key to creating their success starts with them. So if you'd like to connect, you can find me at juliehyde.com.au. Yeah, it needs that movement, doesn't it, from like that groundswell. It's always like from in the middle, it's from the bottom up because quite often, yeah, unfortunately, those toxic workplaces are the larger organisations, not always. It's not going to change from the top, so it needs to change from below. And if we can get that groundswell happening, absolutely. So, yeah, there's lots that you have mentioned there that I completely resonate with you know, the excessive ambition, the excessive expectation, and like you say, of yourself and then what you put on others. So that really makes sense to me too. The perfectionism, the people pleaser. Yeah. So there's lots and lots there. You mentioned that you have experienced burnout three times. Was it just sort of falling back into old habits and you didn't quite see that? Definitely. What what I found the first time is that um, I thought, oh, I'm fine, you know, I'm young, I'm fit, I'm healthy, um, which I was and I am. <laughs> but I thought, oh, I've just got a bit going on. I'll reduce my workload and, you know, that'll be fine. And you do that and you go, yeah, this is okay, but, you know, I've still got more. And as you say, A-type personality, ambitious, perfection, etc. And before I knew it, I was repeating the same behavior again and again and again. I hadn't fixed the problem at the core and it was all those learned behaviors and I just thought, yep, I fixed that. It's fine. Let's go. Off we go. And then burnout phase two, I thought, oh, here we are again. Just ignored it because I'd normalized, you know, being so stressed, being so busy. In fact, I'll be honest, Julie, I used, as you use the phrase frequently, busy as a badge of honor. I honestly thought, wow, I'm amazing. I'm busy all the time. How are you really busy, 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 busy? And I just thought, aren't I amazing? I'm so ambitious. I'm always busy. I'm, you know, productive. And I was defining myself through my productivity. My worthiness was associated with my work. So what I did the second time was go, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I just need to chill out for a week and go to a retreat, which I did. And it was beautiful. I loved it. It was amazing. You know, I woke up in the morning and I did yoga and I ate beautiful food and I pampered myself with massage and facial and swims and, you know, all that delicious stuff that you do at a retreat. Came back and felt amazing. So off I go again. But again, I hadn't fixed anything at the core. So I didn't see it at the time, of course, but it was going to happen again and it was going to 
happen third time and my body was screaming at me. Yeah, just that vicious cycle. And I always have to um, remind myself now when I'm feeling good, that doesn't mean I need to do more. Just enjoy feeling great and having energy. You know, sit with it. Doesn't mean you have to extend yourself. (laughs) So like I say, it is really teaching yourself new behaviors, new habits, you know, really circumventing what you've done and really getting really, really firm on what to do next. So Sally, can you share tips for people in terms of burnout prevention? Because that's ideally what I'd love people to do. Likewise, likewise. That's a big part of what I share, working with people to um, treat and then obviously stay burnout free because that's what we want. So I think, as I've mentioned, the key thing is boundaries. And to set those boundaries, you need to, as I mentioned, go to what is causing the behaviour. So really identifying the behaviours that are causing these habits. And what I find is these habits and behaviours, they're so ingrained in how we work. You often don't see them until somebody externally identifies them. So I'll use an example. I didn't see that my worth was basically my work. For me, not having something to do, to work on, to focus on meant that I'm not working hard enough. So I filled that space. I found something to do. And I think just identifying that it's okay to not be busy is a huge step forward for people that are burning out or burnt out. And I have to do that now. I'm a recovering burnout you know, survivor. So even now, because uh, I get passionate about what I'm, you know, my business, and there's always something to do. But now I have to consciously say to myself, sometimes out loud, Sally, it's okay to stop. And it's just, it, it is, it's a constant reminder. So number one, I think identifying the behavior, that is huge. And there can be many, many behaviors that are triggers to going into that cycle. Listening to your body, I can't say this enough. You get those colds that just linger. You get aches and pains that that aren't, you know, related to specific reasons, exercise or ailments. You're just constantly fatigued, even if you've had a good night's sleep. You are really losing interest in life. Everything becomes a chore and like a tick on the to-do list. And when I say that, even stuff you used to enjoy, So really being aware of getting a bit ho-hum about your day and just going, yeah, you know, I'm going to catch up with a girlfriend. It's like, oh, yeah. You're not excited. You lose that joy de vie. I think that's a really big tip to um, preventing burnout. I think when you're creating your schedule, put time in for you. And that's a key part of what I do is um, when I work with people, and in particular women, I do, I must say, Julie, I do work with guys. It just seems a lot of women come forward with presenting with burnout. And, and what I think is important is creating a schedule that you support yourself with a meeting with yourself. And that's why when I work with people, we do a consistent day, a consistent time. And then when they graduate, as I call it, I encourage them to keep that piece of time for them and encourage them to do nothing or do something that gives them joy, relaxes them, gives back, just nourishes them from the core. I think that's really important. Yes. Yeah. 
for sure. So it's identifying the behavior, it's implementing those boundaries, it's listening to your body. And I always encourage people to, you know, to create the space to do that as well, create the space and the time, which links to your, you know, fourth point around that scheduling that time for you. You know, it seems such a shame that we have to talk about scheduling a time with yourself. But unfortunately, in our fast-paced, quite chaotic world, if that's what needs to happen, then that's what needs to happen. Just carving out that time for you. Because as I say, time is never going to show up. You are never just magically going to get time. You have to create the time. So, yeah, awesome tips there. So, I mean, I could keep talking to you, I think, for hours on this, Sally. (laughs) But... um, Is there a final message that you would like to leave our listeners with today? The key thing I encourage is that when you are going through that, as I call, flooding state of being busy, exhausted and all those burnout triggers and behaviours that we've covered, just take a moment to stop. And something I find that's really powerful is actually to visualise a stop sign. And I guess the analogy there, Julie, is that if you don't stop, you can get fined. And in life, if you don't stop, your body will fine you. So visualize that stop sign and just think, how can I reframe where I'm at at the moment? Yep, it's hectic, but can I just give myself a couple of minutes to reframe how I'm feeling and respond to a situation rather than react? And there's, there's a, um, phrase that I love. I'd love to share it with you as we wrap up, Julie. Experiencing burnout isn't a reflection of your personal worthiness. It's a culture that encourages people to put work ahead of their personal needs. And I think that's so, so powerful. And I actually look at that every day. I really do. And and I remind myself of that every day because that is the quickest way to ignore that and fall into burnout. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Sally. That's a beautiful way to end our chat today. And I want to thank you for sharing so many insights, being so honest and um, sharing your story, which, you know, I have no doubt that people are going to identify themselves in your story in some capacity and just to really have their radar up and make sure that they're looking after themselves in the first instance to make sure that they are preventing burnout. So Sally, thank you for being part of Making It Count today and for making a difference for so many. Thanks, Julie. It's been a pleasure. And yeah, I do hope that my experience inspires other people to take action. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And I trust that you enjoyed leaning into one of the precious moments shared. I invite you to leave your thoughts as a review in support of this show. You can also share with your network and even rate and review it. I would appreciate that feedback and connection. I'd love to connect on LinkedIn or Instagram via my handle, Julie Hyde Leads. Until next time, live and lead intentionally and make it count.